leave, if you're going to give such extreme dietary advice, you've got to have proof. Otherwise, all you're doing is you're stoking fear about a food group that most people shouldn't have to worry about. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode number five of Building a Better Body. Can't believe I'm on five. Five weeks of giving you an episode. Love it, love it, love it. Looking forward to double figures. <laughs> okay, so what is new with me? So the Move Nat Challenge, I did not win. Boo. I didn't expect to, to be honest. Um, So a big well done anyway. Whoever did win it, I'm sure they aren't listening. But I'm sending my positive vibes their way. Um, so nothing else really happening with me and just trucking along. Uh, but I am actually involved in an activity, another activity challenge at the moment. I use a smartwatch and I'm completing a month sort of a, a move challenge, which basically involves closing your three activity rings, which the watch shows you. Um, so those stand for a stand goal, which basically means you need to get up every hour in a 12 hour period, which is my favorite actually, because we do sit a lot and just uh, by getting a little tap on the wrist telling you to get up and move around is I think brilliant. Then the second activity ring is your calorie burn goal, um, which you can adjust accordingly. I'm not normally too bothered about that, but when it's involved in a challenge, I am on that. <laughs> um, and then the third ring is your exercise goal. So it basically expects you to do a decent amount of movement, at least a brisk walk for 30 minutes a day and you can do more if you like and you get more points um so once you complete all those rings you have accomplished your goal for the day so the idea is to do that every single day for the month of february so i'm looking forward to completing that it's a good motivator and our team uh just one day in we have completed all of our rings so started off strong and let's hope we can complete the month of february fully yay okay moving on um so I don't know if you did your homework, but I asked you to listen to the Horizon show on the BBC, which you could have got on the BBC iPlayer. And you will have noticed from the start of my podcast today, a couple of clips from it. So I'm actually just going to concentrate on this today. I'm not going to do what's in the science article and I'm not going to do what's in the news because this is quite lengthy and I quite enjoyed watching it. So that's what I'm going to discuss today. The show was called clean eating the dirty truth um i normally stay away from shows like this because they tend to annoy me more than anything else however i had some spare time last week uh, as the workmen were in doing some uh renovations and getting the boiler fixed up um I, th- I had some time just to kind of watch it and see what what was going on with it and what they had to say so it was presented by dr giles Yu, and uh he was actually quite likable which is important to me when I'm watching programs like this. If I don't like the presenter, I'm sort of immediately disinterested, um, which is harsh, I know, but it does. It's, it goes a long way if they're personable, if they're passionate, if they're sort of um, impartial as well. I do like that. So yeah, he was he was quite likable. Okay, so clean eating has it become a bunch of dirty words. Or, uh, you know, does it does it create obsessions and unha- unhealthy habits, or is it a good way to start living your life? Well, I guess I guess it depends on the person and the stage they're they're at in their life, because you know social media is all up in your face now, and especially with Instagram being so so visual, um, it's therefore easy to become obsessed with that perfect food. And I don't know how many times, you know, people set up the photograph and change it and edit it 
uh, change the filter and make it look absolutely perfect. And certain people might feel they have to uh, reach those sort of goals. If you actually, at the time I was writing these notes last week, if you actually look at the hashtag clean eating, it is assigned to over 27 million photographs, which is crazy. I think, uh, you know, when the first use of the word was, was put forward, um, there was good good intentions behind it, you know. Uh, perhaps it was just meant to mean eating whole, unprocessed foods, less junk uh, and more real sources, which I love. That's where I'm coming from as well. But, um, you know, what happens is things seem to be taken out of context and they become extreme. Somebody likes to take them to another level for whatever reason um, and things then do become fads. Uh, it always happens that an idea starts off with the best intentions and then further on down the line it gets skewed and misinterpreted. Now I'm sure the majority of these people are sharing their ideas and meal preps from a good place. Uh, perhaps a change in their dietary habits have shown amazing benefits and, and they're just all excited to share with everyone um, what, what what's happening in their lives. And I, and I get that, I like to do it as well, but you have to be mindful as well, uh, you know, who is looking at these pictures and how they're going to take it on board. Um, you know, everybody is different and sometimes experimentation is fun, but also it can get a bit crazy and unnecessary and perhaps even dangerous as you will find out from some stuff from this show if you watched it. So Dr. Yu interviewed a few people uh, and tried to kind of get details on what way they eat and why they eat the way they do. So I've kind of streamlined it down a bit to three sections. Uh, so first of all there is vegetable based eating, then I'll move on to grain free and then the most extreme of them all, the alkaline diet. Ella gave up meat, dairy, refined sugar, gluten and processed foods. Her story of how she changed her diet to change her health has proved hugely influential. So that clip is relating to Deliciously Ella and I'm sure you've heard of her if you are an Instagram fan. She has a ton of beautiful photography on all of her food. So she's vegetable based and she went that way um, because she had a lot of health concerns and I actually quite liked her. Um, I was impressed um, with how, dare I say it, how unpretentious she was. I thought she was going to be pretentious. I don't know why I had that feeling about her, but she was just very chilled out. She wasn't trying to push anything. Um, she wasn't over the top. She just found something that worked for her. Um, she came across well. Now, I may not agree with solely eating just vegetables, but uh, I definitely believe that they should be the centre stage of anyone's plate. Uh, and she's made them exciting and enjoyable, so fair play to her. I'm, I'm impressed. I am trying to put all the information across today as unbiased as possible, but I'll have to input the odd little bit because that's just what I'm passionate about. But yeah, so that was the first section, vegetable-based eating. In the broad perspective of human time on Earth, humans have consumed grains, the seeds of grasses, for less than one half of 1% of our time on Earth. What happened to humans when we first turned to the seeds of grasses? There was an explosion in tooth decay, iron deficiency, more arthritis and other bone diseases. 
In other words, grains were not really fit for human consumption. I am saying that the consumption of grains are harming all of us to some degree. Yes, without exception. Without exception. So you've just heard Dr. Bill Davis, a cardiologist, and he believes that we never really evolved to eat grains. So in the grand scheme of our life, only a small, small section, we have been eating grains. And since then, a whole host of problems have arrived. But then on the flip side of that, Dr. Yu also interviewed a Dr. Fasano. And what he got from that will be explained in this clip. Gluten is only harmful if you already have four other problems. A genetic predisposition, a leaky gut, a faulty immune system, and imbalanced gut microbiome. Dr. Fasano is actually the lead researcher on celiac disease. And obviously these people do need to avoid, avoid grains. But do we all need to? I don't know. There's so much talk about it in the science. Um... I personally do because I feel better without them. But not only that, I don't find them necessary. And I think there are better foods out there. You know, I think it's whenever we start to use grains as a center stage instead of the vegetables, it's it's become skewed. So, you know, toast for breakfast, uh, maybe a sandwich for lunch, and then spaghetti bolognese pasta for dinner. It, it's It's too much of that one food group but more than that it's it's the refined grains you know um white bread um all the sugary stuff all your baked goods that's uh, too much of that has definitely harmed our health and we can all agree that the less processed the better um but th that being said i do have the odd piece of freshly made sourdough bread because it's awesome at the end of the day uh, and i do great with it i feel fine uh i honestly don't believe doing me any harm um, but when we uh, look at the eat well plate if you google that later it, there's just far too much bread at the bottom and not enough of your lovely antioxidant rich vegetables and fruits and things like that there um, wheat wheat isn't even sort of the same as it used to be either so back back years ago whenever people grind their, their wheat and made bread I don't think there was maybe as much illness around but now it's it's sprayed with all sorts of things to stop stop them being stop it being attacked by critters um and it's modified in such a way that it grows really fast and it can withstand extreme weather so is the wheat that we're eating now the same wheat 30 40 years ago I don't know I can't, I can't tell you how to eat of course I can't um but what I will say is just see how you feel. Um, if you feel great on bread, that's fine. But it's, it's just worth knowing that if you do cut something and you feel better for it, then that's anecdotal and that's fine. It doesn't have to be in the science if you feel better. So basically on the Horizon show, Dr. Yo said it's not in the science um, to avoid grains. But there's definitely some studies on gluten sensitivity not necessarily intolerance altogether, but insensitivity. So as I say, you have to see how you feel. Maybe keep a, a log of how you feel after certain meals. And then if you don't eat that food the next day, do you feel better? It's not difficult. And, you know, a lot of people go for food intolerance tests. But at the end of the day, 
a gold standard way of finding out if you can do well with something or not is to cut it out for around 30 days see how you feel maybe add it back in and then if you don't feel great then you kind of have your answer don't you i'm happy i'm happy to keep grains to a minimum um but this as i say is my choice and i feel good because of it you know i've been doing it for so long now i don't find it difficult i don't find it restrictive i don't think i'm behaving strangely it's just kind of the way i've chosen to eat and i, and I enjoy it now i'm not going to ram my personal beliefs upon you i'm here to educate and entertain uh so what you do with that information is absolutely up to you and i want i want to live a long long life and i want to drop down happy and healthy so it's about finding the route for you to have the same moving on to the third section the most extreme of them all the alkaline diet so here we have a clip for you i'm about to find out what happens when pseudoscience is taken to the extreme at his ph miracle ranch dr robert young has gone way beyond the approaches advocated by any of the gurus with shocking consequences eat alkaline food to stop ourselves becoming acidic Hi guys. the human body in its perfect state of health is alkaline in its design so this is dr robert young proclaiming that the alkaline diet is the way to eat uh so i had heard of this but i thought i would do some research because i'm i'm not a doctor uh Neither is he, I believe. I think he bought his PhD online, but that's either here nor there. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But what I have discovered, I, I would like to portray across to you. So, uh, anyway, I wanted to find out why this has become such a phenomenon. Uh, if you look up alkaline diet, you will see a ton of stuff online. And what the advocates claim is that you can avoid creating an acidic environment in the body by eating alkaline forming foods. Now that's true, your body does not want an acidic state, but our cells actually function within a small pH window, so it's controlled vigilantly by the body. And anything that is seen as a threat to the pH environment is quickly dealt with within, especially by our kidneys and our lungs. So yes, an acidic blood is extremely serious and dangerous, but um, it will only occur in your in your body if it's not functioning correctly and it won't come about by something that you ate. In fact, if we look at uh, foods that are claimed to be acidic forming, uh, you would be cutting out a ton of stuff from your diet. Foods such as blueberries, plums, Brazil nuts, venison, turkey, shellfish rabbit pork lamb fish eggs chicken beef to name a few whoa <laughs> so you know, from what i found out you cannot notably change the ph of your blood or cells from what you eat it does seem pretty crazy but this guy is actually up for investigation because he has been treating cancer patients with lots of you know hope and somebody actually died i believe as well so this is far too extreme and I, I just do not advocate it at all. Yes, include lots of fruit and vegetables, but it's not gonna change the environment of your of your blood. Um I mean 
eating never used to be this complicated and people were fine 50, 60 years ago. There wasn't the health concerns that there is now. So why are we trying to hack everything and make it so complicated when really should we not just simplify everything? You know, um, I have found a way to eat that works for me and you guys have to find out what works for you, but I don't think it needs to be super extreme. So yeah, that, that is the horizon show. I'd love to hear what you guys thought of it. I'm just sharing a couple of clips and things just to see what you think. But yes, has clean eating become obsessive? Yes, in some cases it has. And that's just the nature of the beast. But I hope it doesn't become obsessive for you. Keeping things simple, enjoying your life and thriving and not concentrating on cutting things out rather than adding great things in that make you feel better, make you feel capable. So that's my take on the Horizon show and that's the end of the episode for today. So nice and short-ish as usual. Thank you for listening. I love it, love it, love it and I want you to keep sharing my podcast if you can. Reviews on iTunes are always welcome. <laughs> and as always, listener questions through to Karen at goodcleanchow.com. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. So please consult with your general practitioner before embarking on any new diet or exercise regime. <laughs>